Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. Well, thanks for joining us this week on Your Financial Mission. Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus, the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, your local financial commander in Columbia and throughout Howard County. You can find us online at theuswealthadvisors.com. However, Janine is not in Columbia or Howard County as we record the podcast today. You are what we used to call in the uh, news world, Janine, on location. You are out and about joining us remotely for the podcast today. How's it going? It's going great. It's a typical Oregon drizzly, cloudy, rainy day. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds pretty typical. It lives up to the stereotype out there, doesn't it? Yeah, but you know, when it's sunny, <laughs> it is absolutely stunning. It is. Um, and everybody lives for those days. Right. I mean, it's stunning even without the rain, but uh, I mean, w- w- even with the rain. But then when, yeah, yeah. When, it, when you get those clear skies and the mountains up against that blue backdrop, oh, it's pretty out there. No, no doubt yeah, about the, it. Oh, yeah. The other day you could uh, see Mount Hood in the distance and it was, it's like a painting of the mountain in the sky. It's just beautiful. Really beautiful. It's pretty cool. Well, on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about National Distracted Investor Awareness Month. You know, there's one of these kinds of holidays every single day of the year, it seems. In fact, in the month of April, as we're recording this podcast, it also, Janine, happens to be Bowel Cancer Awareness Month, Fresh Florida Tomato Month, Fresh Celery Month. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know why that needs a month. Multiple Birth Awareness Month. That's an interesting one as well. Again, why do we need awareness of multiple births? I I don't know. Um, (laughs) National Soft Pretzel Month. Sorry, hard pretzels have to wait until October before they get their, their day of celebration. So you might be saying to yourself, okay, what's all this got to do with finances? Well, April's also National Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and that gives us the idea to talk about some of the things that distract us financially. And so we're going to have Distracted Investor Awareness Month on today's program. We're going to try and reveal some of these distractions that often will peel our attention away from being good investors and savers and give you some tips on how to stay on track. And I'm going to start with an obvious distraction here, Janine. It's television. It's on not only all the time in the house for most of us, but everywhere you go these days, there's a TV on playing, and your phone really is a TV in certain ways. You can get live content always watching it. All these things end up kind of distracting us from what we need to do, right? Absolutely. And what's interesting is you can't get away from it. And the commercials, now people do tune out commercials, but there is a very, I don't know, subversive, insidious way. They do get into your head and you consistently see commercials for, you know, guaranteed income, put your money over here, you know, get gold, get here, you can get a safe and we'll send you little coins for your safe. And, 
and it's always a doom and gloom proposition for what the market's going to do and what the economy is going to do. So you should put your money and now you can in gold and now you can do it in an IRA. So there's this constant distraction for something other than what you should be doing, which is staying steady with and disciplined with your plan because they're constantly trying to get you to move somewhere else. And, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's a propaganda tool, but it is. <laughs> it can, and it can create this anxiety that is rather subliminal. So you have to be very cognizant that that's what their goal is. Well, you talk about anxiety, and that's another thing that often ends up distracting people from what they need to be doing financially. What about folks who worry about things that they can't control? Maybe it's you know, changing political winds or large-scale events like, you know, we've seen happening on a daily basis now. Do you see those taking people's eyes off the prize? You know, it's interesting. We get into some very interesting conversations, good conversations when folks come in, and we do talk about those things. And for the most part, I try to get people to, you know, stop, think about what it is you can actually control and influence, because that has more of an impact on your life than listening to the news and, you know, the, the news of the day or the politics of the day. I mean, certainly, you know, tax reform, policy reforms can affect you, you know, down the road or affect how you save or affect how your job goes. But in general, a lot of this is just huge distraction. And I, I do caution people to, to stop and think about what's actually being said, because the whole purpose now I mean, when was the last time you heard something on TV that was that celebrated good news? Right. Or, yeah. Hardly you know, or celebrated something, a good action that somebody took. It's just very rare that you hear those things now. So it's become this constant barrage of negativity. And that makes people feel very anxious and out of control or, you know, that angst. And so sometimes you just have to turn it all off. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I used to work at a local radio station, and uh, I was the news director at a local radio station for several years. And I remember coming to this realization one day where it's just like, my gosh, work in this small town. You would think we should just have plenty of stories that are good news, and we, we, we would have good stuff. But there were to be all these times where it's, okay, so-and-so you know, got slashed in the parking lot the other night. And then, you know, this person was embezzling from the local church. And then this person, you know, got punched in the face by a drunk guy when he was walking downtown. And it was like, there was one day where like we had 19 news stories and 18 of them were, you know, like super negative type stories. And it's just like, my gosh, it's overwhelming. But this is this is what is defined as news. And, um, well, and, and, and you know, then that adage, if it bleeds, it leads. Um, right, exactly. You know, which is very unfortunate because it gets people to focus on the wrong things. Sometimes people are concerned, oh, the president's going to get us in war, and this is going to happen, and that's going to happen. Well, there's a, a montage out there circulating of all the different news stations and what they're reporting, and the verbiage is exactly the same. And there must be 21 different examples of the verbiage being exactly the same. So when I see that, okay, there's a message they're trying to get across to us, and I'm not trusting that message. So you have to be very careful and discerning about what you're hearing half the time from the news media anyway. So you need to read outside of some of the mainstream to actually get the facts. And that's, you know, when people are very busy, they don't tend to do that. Sure, it can be difficult. Yeah. 
Well, you see how these things link together. The TV is one thing that leads to people worrying about things can, that they can't control. That's just one example. There's other ways that we can worry about stuff like that. But it's also linked to yet a third point that we'll make on National Distracted Investor Awareness Month, and that's looking for safety in all the wrong places. People who worry and get concerned, we have these issues, Janine, so what's your natural reaction? Seek safety. But the problem is they go into the wrong places for that safety. Right. People overweighted in cash. Now, I understand that folks have a, it's an emotional safety net to have a good amount in cash in the bank, $100,000, $50,000, $100,000. Some folks have quite a bit more. And you know, I joke that, are you expecting Armageddon? <laughs> or is this, you know, I'm okay with this. If you have a, a part of your plan that says, yes, I'm invested for growth because I'm going to live another 30 years or I'm going to be in retirement for 30 years. So I have to have some growth to outpace inflation because cash is not going to do that. So yes, going to bonds may or may not be a good move. It depends on your overall strategy because right now bonds don't earn a lot unless they're corporate bonds or certain types of bonds. So moving completely to bonds, you'll go broke safely. And that's a real problem for a lot of people as they age or get closer to retirement and become very risk averse. And so you have to be very careful that the media message, especially from the financial media, does not alarm you or panic you into making these decisions. All great points, I think. And then we have folks at the other end of the spectrum. Maybe it's not even on the same spectrum, just a totally different issue. But another distraction that is seems so good on the surface but can be a major issue down the line is what we'll call playing the hero. This is the distracted investor who's way too generous with not only their time but their money. Maybe they're still helping the kids with some of their bills. Maybe they're still giving too much to charity or to church and not spending enough time taking care of their own financial health. And the big thing here, Janine, is it actually leaves you at risk for not being financially independent sometime in the future. That is an interesting conundrum because many people do feel obligated to be charitable. And, you know, I think it was my uh, my father's grandmother that said charity begins at home. So a lot of people take that to heart. <laughs> yeah. And it never pays to bail out your children, especially if you're very close to retirement. That's a pretty broad brush comment. But I think you have to be a little more savvy. There have to be some expectations tied with lending money to children or giving money to children. And you shouldn't just be doling out a continuous amount of money with no expectation that comes back to you. Because it doesn't help you if you're really close to retirement, you're losing that capital. And then down the road, it's not helping your children become more independent thinkers, you know, and act with good financial decision making. So we all have a tendency to protect our kids. But as you are, you know, when they're in adulthood, they need to have some real experiences without your help, you know, because it can compromise your future. I mean, here's a perfect example. My parents are just incredibly generous. There was never any money growing up, but it didn't seem to stop them being generous to a fault. And so they have lent money to people that never paid them back. Hmm. My dad sold his business a few years ago you know, at the age of 81. And the young men who bought his business defaulted within about six months. And so there's a conundrum, because then he's not getting the purchase price of the business. So one of his former employees bought the remaining aspects of the business and equipment. 
And to help this guy get started, they gave him a break on paying the rent on the, the office space that they own. So that impacted their income, which they need. <laughs> so interestingly enough, you know, my one of my brothers and I were on their cases because this was a negative for them. You know, in their generosity, they hurt themselves mm. because then they're saying, oh, we don't have enough cash flow. And I said, well, you just gave this guy your cash because you're being so generous. You're thinking about his need and not yours. You know, that's just a quick example of a business aspect that cannot turn out so well. But on the personal level, if you're constantly having money going out the door to support adult children who are perfectly capable of earning their own or should be, that hurts you and them down the road. Great points, Janine. It makes a lot of sense as well. We're talking about some of the distracted investor triggers, some of the things that kind of force us to, you know, lose focus on the things that we should have our mind on when it comes to retirement and our financial lives. And one last thing here, Janine, is misdirected attention. This is where we actually are trying to pay attention to what's going on, but we're putting the focus on the wrong things with inside our financial plan instead. And a lot of people will do that if you're looking at your portfolio every couple of days because you're watching, you're on Market Watch or you're watching Fox News or CNBC News or whatever uh, the other news channels are, and they're talking about how the gyrations of the market. If you do that, you will make yourself crazy, and that is absolute misdirected attention. The only numbers you should care about is where you start in January and where you end in December, because everything that happens in between is just noise. And because the market is going to move. News moves the market and you can't control the news. You and I cannot control the news. So you should avoid getting really caught up in that bit of minutia because it doesn't really matter long term. If you have the proper allocation set for where you are and what you're trying to achieve and you're doing distributions, you just need to leave things alone and keep your emotions in check and not get distracted by the things that the media is throwing at you. And then the portfolio, if it's built correctly, is gonna do what it's supposed to do. If you build the portfolio correctly, you're going to get the growth long-term, but you're also gonna mitigate a risk on the downside. And that's what it's supposed to do. That's what it's designed to do. And that should be your expectation and not, you know, what is the market doing? And oh my gosh, what's my portfolio doing right now? We have to keep the long view in mind. Yeah, that's a great point. We always have to keep that long view uh, kind of in the forefront and be thinking about, you know, what are the best decisions to make for my financial life now and into the future? So how does your process, Janine, as a nice way to kind of, you know, put a bow on the conversation, how does your process help people make sure that they don't get distracted, that they aren't misdirecting their attention? How do you keep people focused on the right stuff? Well, we talk about the, the actual research, and, not, and this is not getting into the nitty-nitty-gritty and the formulas, but the research that says this is how portfolios should be constructed based on research and science and not on emotion and opinion. So if you do that with a proper allocation, which is bonds to equities, for the timeline, and for, you know, and the distribution strategy, this is the conversation is what do we want to have happen? And if we can keep that focus right there, then all this other stuff is noise and people don't get distracted. But part of this is, is reminding folks fairly consistently, this is how it really works so that you don't have outlandish expectations or fears 
when there are some gyrations in the market. And I think that's really, really important. And that really is an advisor's job, is to keep people focused on the aspects of finance that they can directly influence and what their expectations are. So it's managing the expectations, managing the risk, so that we can accomplish what we intend to accomplish. So important to cross all the right T's, dot the right I's, and make sure that our focus is on the right things. And if you need help, if you end up going after the shiny objects, or you're buying in a little bit too much to kind of what's being talked about on television, or maybe you're playing the hero, and uh, you've been a little bit too generous and kind of forsaking your own financial future, that's going to be counterintuitive at some point where those who you're trying to help now, you're, you're going to end up needing their help later on down the line and sacrificing some independence. If you kind of are weak in any of those areas, it's not a bad thing. It's very common. It's very helpful to have somebody with an outside perspective to keep you on the right track. You can get in touch with Janine Theus and the team at Theus Wealth Advisors by calling 443-718-6311. That's 443-718-6311. Or just go online to theuswealthadvisors.com. You can find out more great information about Janine and her team. Set up a time to meet. You can order a retirement rescue toolkit there on the website as well. That's theuswealthadvisors.com, your place to go to tap into all of that information. And you can even listen to past podcasts there on the website as well. Find topics that are relevant to your unique situation and learn a little bit more about those things there as well. Janine, thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. Continue to enjoy your travels. I know on our next recording, you'll still be out there in Oregon uh, wrapping up your trip, but uh, we'll look forward to talking to you then. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's Janine Theus. And for Janine, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you next time on Your Financial Mission.